Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program, His Word, where we read the Word of God. And I'm Tom Gostuba, a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Life can be so unfair. Maybe you can feel like life is treating you unfairly because of people who say things that are untrue about you. Such occurrences make you sometimes to doubt God and they are there to tarnish your life, to split whatever you are and damage your faith in the Lord and even your career or your marriage and whatever is there. But we are glad that our God remains faithful. I believe today's sermon will encourage you to hold on and to praise God in difficult, in those difficult life situations and continue just to hold on unto him for he is a God who is worthy of our praise. Be blessed. We are reading Psalm 7. We are going to hear what God is saying to that. The preposition is a shigayon of David, which he sang to the Lord concerning the words of Cush, a Benjamite. O Lord my God, in you I do take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and deliver me. Lest like a lion they tear my soul apart, rending it in pieces with none to deliver. O Lord my God, if I have done this, if there is wrong in my hands, if I have repaid my friend with evil, or plundered my enemy without cause, let the enemy pursue my soul and overtake it, and let him tremble my life to the ground and lay my glory in the dust. Arise, O Lord, in your anger. Lift yourself up against the fury of my enemies. Awake me. You have appointed a, you have appointed a judgment. Let the assemble of those, let the assemble of the people be gathered about you. Over it, return on high. The Lord judges the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is in me. Oh, let the evil of the wicked come to an end, and may you establish the righteous, you who test the minds and hearts. O righteous God, my shield is with God, who saves the upright in the heart. God is a righteous judge and a God who feels indignation every day. If a man does not repent, God will quit with sword. He has bent and readied his bowl. He has prepared for him his deadly weapon, making his arrows fairy shafts. Behold, the wicked man deceives, conceives, sorry, conceives, and conceives evil and is pregnant with mischief and gives birth to lies. He makes a pit, digging it out, and fall into the hole that he made. His mischief returns upon him his own head and his own skull, his violence descends. I will give to the Lord the thanks due to his righteous and, uh, righteousness, and I will sing praises to the name of the Lord, the Most High. Father, we thank you for your word. Help us to get why this text is here. 
And what we are saying to us, what it has to do into our life, what does it have to do, why is it in the scripture? May you hear the word of God today. Amen. We are reading a book of some these are praises that the children of Israel gave in the time they were praising God, our God, the one we serve. So we are reading Psalm 7 today. I have titled the sermon, the sermon, Plotted or You Are Schemed. Praise God. Plotted or Schemed. Praise God. Now, there are situations that we find ourselves in in life where you feel so disadvantaged, so where you feel so down, like nothing is taking shape, and you have been wrongly accused for something you have not done. They have accused you of whatever you have gone through in your life and you feel very sorry. As you think down in your heart, you think, is it because of the wrong that I did to so and so? Is it because of the sin that I have that I am suffering this? Or it's because God is just punishing me? Those are the things that come to our mind when we face difficult situations in our life. Is it because I have sinned? that he scandalizes my name or mistreats me, maybe at work, maybe at home, any place you can think of where your name has been tarnished or you have been belittled and you are asking God why. So this is a situation that we find the king David in. The Bible says here in the preposition is a shinanukum or a son, is it's a difficult term. It appears only twice in the Bible. But it's, it's a song that was sung by David in this situation. A, simo, a similar word is found in the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 3, in the preposition. It refers to a wandering song. The matter or the composition of different parts that have been put together, artificially put together. This is a very delightful song that David sang to God. So we are reading this particular situation where he was singing to God this psalm. Now, what had happened in the life of David for him to sing such a song or to say this to God? Because these were chants that were sung by the Israel of Israel when they were gathered together, like we sing our hymn songs. So this is one of their songs that is uh, written by David as he sang it. I believe they could sing it over and over and over again. But what is happening in his life? Now, if you read here, it is like, it is, there are different authors who say different things, what is actually happening. The first thing that is coming up from the researchers is that a Kushite or an Ethiopian man could have been one who had given Saul a false report about uh, David. As he had received this false report about David, David was innocent, a just man, a man who feared God and who did things diligently to the, to the king's soul. But this Cushite had given him a false report. So thus, Saul was chasing or was running after David each and every time. So he was complaining like in the time he was being chased by Saul, he was complaining and he wrote this uh, psalm. Because it doesn't mean, Bazalwane, uh, David had to sit down and everything was fine, then he wrote the psalm. He wrote in the time of his life. So this was the experience that he was having. 
experiencing. The second thing that is said is that there might have been a report that uh, David was not a true Israelite. So it was an issue of David being betrayed. A false report had been given about him. If you read the Bible in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 26, verse 15, we find that uh, there is an issue where uh, David is actually making a plea in Samuel chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 26, verse 19. He says, now therefore, please, what is happening here? Let me just give the picture why, before I quote this text. You remember the time Saul was chasing after David. And David was able to go where they were sleeping. The king was sleeping and he took the cup and the, I think, and the, and the spear. And he went, when he was far ahead, he said, you are, you are unable to secure the king. And now he says these words. Now, therefore, please let my lord, the king, hear the words of his servant. If the lord has stirred you up against me, let him accept my offering or an offering. But if it's the children of men, may they be cursed before the lord. For they have driven me out of his day from sharing in the inheritance of the lord, saying, go serve other gods. Let me explain. What he's saying here, it is exactly telling with what we are reading. David is saying, if what I'm experiencing or what I'm going through, it is because I have sinned against the Lord. Lord, please accept my offering. But if it is the son of man who has done whatever he is doing, is happening to me. And this thing has pushed me away from the Lord. When we go through things in our lives that attack us, when you have been scandalized, people have talked or said something that is wrong about you, you feel like drifting from the Lord. You feel the Lord is unfair to you, and you feel like going away, actually even leaving the faith. Those are challenges that we face. So David is in that situation where his name has been tarnished or his reputation. Someone is saying something that is not there about him. So we experience that in our lives where people will say things about you that you have never done. Amen. So now so we get into the psalm now. We're getting deeper into the psalm. psalm the, the, the psalm, verse 1 to 2, there David is telling about the goodness of the Lord, what the Lord is to David. He is saying to the Lord, O oh Lord my God, in you I do take refuge. Some versions, they depict Jesus Christ or God as a place of safety, a protector or a shelter. The new King James Version reveals God as a trustworthy God. God is saying, David, God, what you are to me, you are a trustworthy God. He defines that God is a God who remains faithful. What a God we serve. In this situation where they have done something that is wrong about me, talked evil about me, God still remains faithful. David still finds God as a God who is faithful. Whatever you go through, God remains a place of safety. Amen. In a vulnerable situation where people wish to crush you, whatever they are doing, God remains faithful. Now he is calling on the Lord to save him for the people who are pursuing him and to deliver him. He is pleading with God that, God, please deliver me. Now he is making... A, a metaphor and an illustration, when you look at a lion, if you have watched Animal Channel or any videos that they circulate around, where a lion 
catches a prey and eats it. It devours it, splits it like that. He gives an illustration of that. That lest the people who are actually scandalizing or the pursuers tarnish him or tear him apart like a lion that is tearing apart prey. He's praying that God, please protect me. Before I die, before these people shatter me, it's an, it's an experience that we go through as human beings where people tarnish our names and they want just to stretch you until you are finished. Other than people, it is the enemy, the devil himself, who is trying to separate us or to crush us such that we are nothing before God. Sometimes you feel so belittled by what they say about you and you feel like deserting God, but God remains faithful. Amen. Now, he is going in chapter verse four, 3 to 5, because it's a, fast, it's a long psalm, I want to be a little bit fast. He's, going to, he's now addressing the innocence that he have, has. He says, if I'm wrong before you, Lord, that's what he's saying. If I'm wrong of whatever I'm experiencing, Lord, please forgive me. I know when you go through stuff in your life, maybe you are praying for something, you feel this. Maybe it is the sins of my forefathers. Maybe it is the sins that I've committed before you, Lord. That's why these things are happening to me. Now, David confronts this situation. So it's, you are not the first person to blame yourself or to blame yourself for the actions that you did. It is what David experienced. He is experiencing this and thinking, God, is it because I was wrong? You are going through what you are going through and you are asking God, is it because I'm wrong? Is it because of what? He's asking God. Now he's saying, if I'm wrong, Lord, and I've done this, I've mistreated my friends, and even killed a person who is not worthy to be killed, Lord, please forgive me. So he's, he wants these things to be settled, to be right with God. It's what he's reflecting in his life. As we go in life, as you reflect also on what you are going through, you say, God, what is it that I'm God, uh, I've done before you? Like the verse that we read in 1 Samuel, Lord, please forgive me. Amen. Now it says, let my enemy pursue my soul and overtake me and let the tremble on me. Because the enemy wants to crush them. Now in verse 6 to 7, he's calling on the Lord. In the ENT, he says, stand up angry, angrily. Lord, rise up, raging from against my enemies. Wake up. For my sake and execute the judgment you have decreed for them. The call is on the Lord now. David is calling to the Lord. Lord, you know me. We will get down where he declares his innocence. But he says, God, rise up and act in this situation. I need you, Lord, to act in this situation. Verse 7, he says, the countries are assembled all around you. Take once more the rightful place over them. Now, what is this? Because it's actually confusing. Now, he's actually saying, like, there are nations before you. There are people around you, Lord. These are nations that are there. You know them. And they are attacking me as a person who is innocent and who fears you. And God is like they are attacking you. Now, it brings me to Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8, and Psalm 17, verse 8, where the Bible talks about we as Christians being the apple of God's eye. When we're talking about the apple of God's eye, maybe we don't understand it. This is a proverb. It refers to the, what is this brown thing, the pupil of your eye. 
you are just part of God's eye. You are an apple of God's eye. So, so you are protected. The eye closes even before you can know what is happening. That's what God sees us and how we protect us. Even before something bad happens to you, the Lord stops it because you are the apple of the eye of the Lord. You are protected. So it's like David is declaring that these people, they are surrounded and they are attacking you because I'm a person who fears you. Amen. As people who fear God, we are the apple of his eye and he's protecting us. Amen. God then calls God's, uh, David then calls for God's judgment, <clears throat> which is just. Verse 7. He's calling that God may your judgment, which is just, intervene. In this situation, he says, God just show yourself strong. May the deeds, the evil deeds of the wicked come to an end, but make the innocent secure, O righteous God. Now, why is he saying this? David knows that he is innocent before God. Whatever is happening in his life, he has a standing and a relationship with God that is pure. It is always good that when we face these situations in our lives, we have a pure stand with God that is innocent. We know that we have a relationship with God that is pure before him. His situation, David, here, is saying all these things, he's blaming himself, but he says, I know that God, I'm innocent before you. Whatever is happening, it is not maybe because of sin. If it's sin, forgive me, but God, I know that I'm innocent before you. Now, David's wish is that deeds of evil come to an end because the people suppress the innocent and tremble their lives. Verse 9, it says, may the evil deeds of the wicked come to an end. It is our wish, I think even as a country, that the evil deeds of people come to an end. It is our wish. We are praying that each and every time one of the things that we are praying for in this country is corruption. But he's praying that let these things come to an end. For God, you know, I'm secured. I'm innocent, I'm sorry. And we, the innocent, protect us, make us secure. As the people who fear God, who are innocent, saved in the blood of the Lamb, we are pleading that God, please protect us, O righteous God. And even examine our thoughts just to make sure that we remain pure unto you. Amen. So he's calling God to secure and establish the righteous people. The CEV version even says, protect all of us who obey you. As we obey God, it is our prayer and our desire that God, please protect us. We fear you, God. It is our desire that you protect us. Amen. Now, he goes to explain who God is in his life. Verse 7 to 13. He says in the CEV, You see that justice is done and each day you take virgins. We have a God who fights and takes virgins in whatever they do against us. He is defined as a God who is angry. He is a God who judges us in, us, uh, in the right way. He judges us and ensures that there is justice that is done each and every day. Therefore, he acts in virgins. As we are his children, God fights for us. He knows that I'm innocent, I'm all this wrong, but God, I know that you are fighting for me. As you are here, God is protecting us in different fears from people who are physical that we see and even from the evil spirit. Like the example that I gave 
that is actually not even given by me. That is quoted of the lion tearing apart a prey. Our lives are like that before the enemy, the devil. His wish is that he destroys us until we are nothing. But the God that he will serve is the one who protects us each and every day. Amen. God is the one who gives us strength. So David is pleading for God's intervention in his life. Verse 14 to 16, he gives an illustration that the evil people are pregnant of mischief, destructive plans. Now, it's actually interesting. In Siswati, we, we say, Utimbela umkozi, these people. These people who are actually accusing him, who are planning these mischievous things, these evil plans, they will actually suffer those things. They give birth to eyes. The other version says they are pregnant of plans that are actually of mischief against you. There are people who are actually, as we speak, planning evil things against you. They are planning that we want to destroy Makakula this way. And we don't want him anyway. This is what we are going to do and this is what we are going to do. It may be people physically like me, I'm planning against me, or even the enemy. We were discussing yesterday with someone that, you know, the devil, the demons are actually experienced. From the beginning of the world, for the fall, they've been there. So they know how man behaves. So their knowledge makes them to act even before you know. They have experience. They collected it over a number of years. So he knows that if we attack him this way, we are done with him. But the good is that whatever they are planning against you, that pregnant, pregnant destructive plans, they are going to fall themselves. For the God that we serve protects us. Amen. Verse 14 says, Behold, the wicked conceives evil and is pregnant with mischief and gives birth to lies. He makes a pit, digging it out, and falls into the hole that he has made. Utimbela umkozi. He thinks that he is there to tarnish you, but God intervenes as a good God who cares for us. Amen. Their mischiefs returns upon his own hand, the person who attacks you, and on his own skull, oh, skull his violence descends. Then David says, in all that is happening now, I will give thanks to the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord due to his righteousness, and I will sing praises to the name of of the Lord the Most High. Now, let's come to this whole issue that we have read. What does it say to us and what does it reflect to our lives? As we are here, we are human beings. Our lives are attacked. And it is the objective of the enemy to destroy us that we are nowhere. And in the situations that we experience, we have thought that maybe we are going through this because of what I did to so and so. And you have mis been re misrepresented. And you are seen as an evil person, like David experienced this. And these things causes us to desert our faith, to move away our faith from the Lord, from worshiping God, from praying, from keeping his word. Sometimes you have prayed about it, and now it brings doubt that God is going to intervene in the situation. That is what David experienced. But in all this, he says, I will give thanks to the Lord. 
We don't have to move in praising God as long as we are his children. David ensured that he remained faithful to God. Remain faithful to God and remain innocent to God. Have your relationship with God and a right stand with God and know that you are right in the standing of God. And whatever attacks you, whatever the schemes that they have, some of them they may have started to implement them and you feel them in your life and you blame yourself as I've said. But David says, I will praise the Lord. Amen. So, Bazalwani, we are encouraging other, each other through his word. If there are people who experience this, who is like David, a king, who was attacked, misrepresented, who are we? He decided that regardless of all this, God, I'm calling on you because I know you are a God who is reliable, a God who protects his own, a God who is all above. And in all this aboveness, God, I will continue to hold on you. So whatever you are going through, at work, in your home, in your church, in wherever place, don't leave your faith. Continue to worship God, for he remains just a righteous God. And sing praises to the Most High God, for he is our God. We are encouraged to keep our faith to God. I want to pray for you today that God gives you just the courage to continue. I don't know what is happening in your life, who is saying what to you. And even the enemy, the devil, might be attacking you and has devised some strategies to crush you. But our God that we serve, he remains faithful to protect us. And remember, he has said he is our refuge and he's the one who protects us and we are the apple of his eye. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you now. Here are your kids, God. There are different things that they are going through. Some of them, they have not heard about them. Some of them, they have heard about them. Some of the schemes they don't know that have been put, strategized against them to crush them. Some of the schemes are still being planned. Some of the schemes, Lord, are in the physical. Some of the schemes are in the spiritual. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we call upon you, Lord. It is my prayer now, it is our prayer, God. We, we, we just crush and distort all those plans in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. David says in this situation of being mistreated and unfairly treated, he will continue to praise you. Father God, help us to continue to hold on to you regardless of whatever happens, whatever scheme, no matter how crushing it may be, in our lives, let us not lose our faith in you. I pray, God, for each and every one. Give us strength in you. Give us the courage to hold on. Let us focus on you as our destination rather than the problems. We ask all this, Father, believing in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, that's all we had for you. I believe you've been blessed by the message. The word of God has ministered to you. Now you know that regardless of whatever situation that is there, remain faithful to God and live a life of innocence and remaining pure to God because he is the one who has all the power to defend you and to actually be your fortress, a place of safety where you will protect you. 
each and every time you face anything. Our God is faithful. Let's praise him regardless of what people have said about us. Let's keep our faith in him and remain pure for God loves us. Before we close, I want to take this opportunity to invite you to be part of the family of Christ. If you don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, it's always open to accept the Lord Jesus Christ and make him Lord and Savior in your life. Say this word after me, these words after me, and say them through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, I come before you. I confess my sins that I've, con I've committed before you, sin and unseen. Father, I believe that you died on the cross for me, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart and reign in me. Make me what you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've said that prayer through faith and you've now said it through faith, you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. He's Lord of your life. Make sure you attend a church where they preach the gospel, the Bible as it is, and make it your habit to read the Bible and to pray to God each and every day. And your life will never be the same. I congratulate you for making this decision. You are now a Christian. God willing, let's meet next time. Goodbye.